You're, 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 you're listening to Wax Podcast episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Wax's second episode of this podcast. And in today's episode, we'll be first talking about, you know, this idea of having a unique perspective. I'm here with Mohan, by the way, so he's also going to be sharing his take, uh, well, his unique perspective about all this as well. And yeah, basically after that, we'll be looking at uh, generative AI and how, and some of the limitations with that and, you know, with people trying to create all their content with just generative AI. Um, we'll also be looking at some of the, you know, some of the uh, brands that have really nailed their unique POV, some examples um, and some stories, I guess, from our past experiences with regards to like, you know, building that unique identity and unique point of view. Right. So uh, before we get into that too deep, let's, uh, yeah, let's have Mohan actually. Mohan, why don't you just share a little bit about uh, what do you think is a unique POV all about and why is it important? So before we get into it, I just want you guys to know that the unique POV does not equate to an original thought. An original thought is something that you came up with and you can never find it anywhere else. So the idea belongs to you. And you're the thought leader for the idea, which eventually becomes your philosophy. And that philosophy turns into a movement. On the other hand, your unique POV is not as complex. And it can be as simple as just sharing your own perspective on a mainstream topic. So your perspective is made up of your collective experiences throughout your whole life. Let's say, for an example, everyone is talking about AI right now. And instead of creating content like five AI tools that will blow your mind or top 10 tips to uh, automate your business like operations with AI. So instead of creating that kind of content, perhaps um, you can talk about how AI is impacting your work um, based on your own experiences and your community. Or you can even talk about how AI will impact your community or your work in the future based on what you have seen so far. So that perspective belongs to you. Although the thought is not original, everyone's talking about it, it's mainstream, but the perspective is unique to your experiences. And ultimately the power belongs to the audience to choose who they want to resonate with. And lately, if you feel that the content that you see on the internet feels very repetitive, you're not alone in this. What it means is we are experiencing the consequences of giving too much importance to SEO for the longest time. I strongly feel that SEO has created a huge problem in our society because it incentivizes search-optimized content rather than unique content. A common mistake I see a lot of newer and smaller brands making is that they pour a lot of money into search right off the bat. And I think this happens because a lot of these newer businesses try to replicate the SEO strategy, which worked out really well for brands that did it like 10 years ago. And I think that's a very inefficient way to grow your audience size, mainly because you're competing with a lot of other bigger brands that have been doing SEO for the past 10, 15 years. So those who gone into SEO way early on already have an advantage and therefore already secured their place in search. So as a new brand, the best way for you to grow your audience size is by developing your own unique point of view and crafting a narrative that speaks directly to your target audience. 
which many big brands struggle with search. So the formula for creating your own unique point of view is very simple. Take a very mainstream topic and find that uh, topic's resonance with your real-life experiences and then share your opinion on it. What this will give your audience is a lot of clarity as to why you think the way you think or why you do the things that you do. No, that, that actually resonated so well with me because like, you know, between you and me, right, um, we, we may have fairly similar perspectives on quite a lot of things like because we're both marketers, we're both quite interested in like, you know, understanding marketing, understanding content and how things grow and, and how sales works and stuff like that, right? But um, I grew up in Sarawak in a small rural town and you grew up in like KL and then you studied in Sabah. So your environment and your experiences and the way you talk about things Oftentimes, it gives you a very different perspective yeah. uh, compared to me. And like, even though we may be similar in many ways, but at the same time, we're not. And I think that's what really, like, you know, what you said earlier, that I think that's that that experience of growing up in different places and experiencing life in a different way, um, you know, having different parents and like different social circles growing up. I think that's what really defines our unique POVs. And that's where our experiences really shape our perspective of the world. And yeah, I think that's important. So when it comes to having a unique perspective or point of view, I think it's always been about um, how, like knowing who you are first and then like understanding your identity, your experiences, writing all that down and your values and stuff like that. And, you know, writing based on these, not just writing based on uh, what you think everyone wants to see. Because oftentimes, right, what, what like if you scroll through LinkedIn and see all those hyper viral posts, um, which has like tens of thousands of likes and stuff, they're often fairly relatable generic pieces that um, you know, like most people would be able to relate to potentially. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, a lot of the times they're not. They don't really showcase the person's individual perspective. Mm. Sometimes they do, and that's great. But um, most of the time, like a lot of the times, they don't, and. This doesn't really give um, a reader like, you know, a good perspective as to what your opinions or your thoughts or your experiences are about this. And when a lot of people try to rush to simulate this kind of content, like they just try to copy it and then post it on their own page. Right. Um, it just doesn't work because like, especially when you have a small audience, the people in your network or the people in your audience, they want to know what you're all about, like what experiences you have. Hmm. Um, yeah, so if you're at a dinner and all you're sharing is like generic content that yes, people might respond to and stuff, nobody will really remember you after that dinner. Like nobody will actually come to you or like, you know, uh, want to know more about your thoughts about these issues because you're just, you know, regurgitating what everyone else already knows, right? So if you can come to the table, bring your own perspective, your own point of view, your own experiences um, and share that, you know, share that in the form of stories, share that in the form of like, you know, lessons from your, from your past, um, then that's something that people might, you know, be more interested in. And so, so take that real life case, apply it in social media, apply it online. Communication is basically the same. You're just doing it with technology rather than the traditionally. And that's basically the importance of having a POV and everyone has one, you know, um, everyone has a perspective. It's just a matter of like, do you know what your perspectives really are? Um, and it's just, are you thinking enough um, about yourself, about your thoughts? 
and uh, writing them out such that it showcases your your perspectives as well. There is also another thing that discourages people from creating unique content. I can resonate with it as well, which is how would I know if uh, my POE matters? Let's say I know that the only way you can find out is by posting it online and see what's the kind of response that you're getting. But what if you're not getting good responses? So how should one approach this problem strategically without losing the identity? Because ultimately, your business needs the traction, your brand needs the visibility and the impression as well. I actually have a story about this. Um, a couple of months ago, I was at this roundtable discussion on HR trends and the future of the workforce, right? I'm just a, you know, a young entrepreneur, just started a company, small number of employees. And I was sitting beside people who are like corporate HR leaders. Mm -hmm. the, the topic was Gen Z, managing Gen Z in the workforce, right? Mm -hmm. And I was sitting next to people who are like, you know, leaders of 300, uh, you know, 300 people, departments or like, you know, organizations and like um, people who have managed HR in like all kinds of different companies for, you know, dozens of years. Some, the oldest on my table was like 50 plus years old mm -hmm. with like huge amount of experience managing people. And I came to that table um, as like a 25 year old and I was like uh, as a 24 year old. And I felt like I had no unique perspective or no perspective that I, no value that I could add. Um, in this conversation. So I was just listening to them. And at one point, right, they actually turned to me and they asked me, hey, um, you know, we're discussing managing uh, Gen Z in the workforce. And well, you're the only Gen Z on the table. We want to hear from you. What is your perspective about what you look for in good management? And what is your perspective in terms of like, um, how do you experience life right now? Like what, what, what excites you? What makes you feel driven? And that's when I realized that, oh, damn, even though I'm not as, you know, so-called experienced as all these other people, I'm, I grew up in a very different culture. I'm a, I'm a different generation. And by, therefore, even though I'm young, even though I, I don't, I may not have all this experience, but I do have a unique perspective, which people actually want to hear. Hmm. Yeah. And a lot of times we feel like our perspectives aren't valuable. Like nobody cares about who like if we're not someone huge or someone successful then nobody would care about what we have to say but the reality is um we have a unique uh journey through life which someone out there wants to know and that's what builds connections that's what builds relationships that's what ultimately drives business and um yeah you you really are adding value by knowing what unique perspectives you have um regardless of where you are in life whether you're hugely successful whether you're just starting out you have a unique perspective that other people want to hear. Actually, Mohan, maybe you can share your perspective too. Like, have you felt like you didn't have an opinion that mattered, but then when you posted something, or you didn't have work that was good enough, and then when you posted something, you realized that, hey, your perspective was actually, like, relevant? I don't think that I've had an obvious experience on feeling like my opinions didn't matter. Um... I think that's because I haven't tried to actively grow my brand or my account, especially on LinkedIn. But I particularly remember this one post I wrote a few months ago on how I used um, data from YouTube and also Instagram for my client when we were thinking of venturing into TikTok. We knew very little about that platform at that time, 
and everybody were experimenting with different types of content to figure out what sticks and performs well for them. But I thought that it was very unnecessary to start from a blank slate because we have spent quite a bit of time experimenting with content. We have posted about 100 plus videos on YouTube and Instagram. So my idea there was to combine the insights that we have gotten from YouTube and Instagram. So I just made a rough guess that if majority of my audience are on Instagram past 6 p.m. and engaging with my content, then they are most likely going to cycle through other social media platforms. So as for YouTube, I find that audience attention time is probably one of the most useful insight they can get from there. And for each and every of a video, you can see at which point your viewers are dropping off and at which point of the video is getting replayed the most. At that time, we kind of already knew that we had a competitive edge, um, especially in our industry, if not in the platform, because everyone else were still in the experimental phase. But we kind of already have like a layout to rely on. So I know for sure now that I'm going to be, my, my TikTok content posting times will be within the range of 6 to 9 p.m. Um, based on the Instagram data that I got. And I know what kind of content that I want to post based on the audience retention data that I got from YouTube. So that's what the post is all about. And I didn't really care about the format and um, how optimized the content is for LinkedIn or whatsoever. So all I wanted to do is just share like my experience and like how the strategy worked out for me. And I think quite a number of people reached out to me on DM um, saying that the post was very insightful and um, asked me more questions on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok. Um, I think the post got quite a bit of impression. I know that it's like a good impression is very subjective, but um, yeah, just to let you guys know that I don't have a very big profile. I only have about 300 connections in my list. <laughs> and that post got about, I think, more than 2K impressions. So majority of people who DM me were the ones who were not in my connection list. That's when I realized that your content on LinkedIn needs to come from your own experiences and needs to have your own unique point of view to do really well. So I think it, it does, like what you said earlier, it does depend on what your goals are on the social media platform. So like, are you there just to amass a huge amount of views such that you can sell sponsorship deals and then, you know, and tell the sponsors that, hey, you have all these views, so uh, this is what your product can, you know, gain um, in terms of viewership. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like, um, if you are on social media to, to really build your presence and build your thought leadership, um, so yeah, are, are you someone that in the industry that everyone kind of looks up to? and you know wants to listen the opinions of then mm -hmm. you know then you are in a very different position you are a thought leader and um having a very general perspective to a lot of things it wouldn't really stand out and nobody really um you know nobody really cares to hear what you think uh so to it to a to an extent you need to have a position you need to have a perspective on things and that's where um you know it, you may get less viewership mm -hmm. because it's just not like that position that you have may not be the position that everyone has. But um, for the people who do find you, who are who have a similar position, they will trust you a lot because they can really uh, relate to your position on things. Mm -hmm. And they would reach out to you. And, you know, we, we've seen 
Um, we've actually tested a, a number of like strategies, one with generic uh, approaches and like seeing profiles as well, studying profiles where they use generic approaches and others where, um, you know, we've tested using more specific, more niche topics um, and more niche takes as well on things. And what we do see is like the niche takes is what really sparks conversations. It what's, it's what um, often drives inquiries and stuff like that. But the generic stuff, yes, it does get likes and stuff, but it doesn't really like, um, and it, it may get a, a, a big viewership, but it doesn't really uh, convert as effectively or it doesn't really um, translate to the business goals of the individual as, as effectively. Mm. Uh, but there, there's definitely no one's, one way to do it. But in my own position, in my perspective, in my POV, <laughs> I would say um, I personally enjoy following people who have a unique POV, who share their experiences and share their stories, because it really makes me feel like, um, yeah, I can connect with the person and I can really trust that person. Right. <laughs> Actually, I just realized that this whole podcast episode is our POV on developing a POV. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Right, right. I think, um, have you ever felt like your content deserves more attention compared to the generic ones that's generating over like a million views? There are a number of accounts that I've seen that use that approach of just like, jumping on the bandwagon and sharing and basically just sharing what is has a higher probability of appealing to mass market and mass audiences mm -hmm. um, and I, th I feel like um i would come across them and maybe i would see one or two of their posts and they do you know fairly well but the ones that i consistently keep seeing and keep showing up are the ones that often do have a unique perspective um, and, you know, share their experiences, share their stories, it's stuff that's more actionable, it's more relevant, and I can really, you know, I can learn, I can really take away something from reading their content. So I, and I feel like I'm not alone in this. Most people that I talk to have similar experiences on social media. So it's, um, and, you know, a lot of content creators as well, like one thing that they often say is the riches is in the niches. So that's it's an American, it's an American thing. Like, you know, we pronounce it as niche, but like for them, it's like, yeah, niches. So, um, I do agree. I think, you know, there are YouTubers who have, um, you know, millions of followers, but they're making the same amount of revenue as other YouTubers who are having hundreds of thousands of followers. And oftentimes it's because of how targeted the content is and, um, how good the content is to fulfill that specific audience. And that's what results in higher conversion rates on ads, which are their YouTube videos, and hence they get a higher payout. Um, or on YouTube, it's called a higher CPM, right? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I th I, you know, I don't think there's one way to do things. Like the guy who's posting the generic content can find other ways to monetize, and like that can scale in their own way. Um, but it's just a matter of like, you know, what are your objectives? What do you want to achieve? Um, what do you want to get out of this whole effort that you're putting into social media? So it's it's very case by case and there's really no like right and wrong, black and white. So it just comes down to whether like what what is your primary objective? So, so I guess for majority of people who want to share 
their own unique POV are generally just there to really build like their brand and at the same time really want to get their ideas out there and like you know just they, they know for a fact that you know their POV can help like others and so their, their primary objective is to help people you know to uh, teach things from your experiences but I, I think it's also not wrong to uh, also mass produce content to like basically to, to, to increase your audience size or to increase your visibility and because both ways work and like because the other just wants profit and the other wants to share his ideas and eventually monetize it perhaps um, but the thing is that I think <clears throat> actually can I cut in here yeah sure can um, I do feel like we actually have a problem in Asia oh. with sharing perspectives because like ever since we're young as well so I, I feel like it's an Asian thing but ever since we're young we're often told to also not have a perspective like just do as we're told to uh, just follow the status quo and just like you know be um, you know conform to what the uh, what we're told basically like what perspective is is given to us mm -hmm. and I think that that actually um, gives to us a little bit more of a challenge when it comes to figuring out what are our unique perspectives and some people honestly I feel like um, it is it is like even for me right it took me a while to it, when I started creating content it took me a while to figure out what exactly do I think and do I believe in because I'm so used to just like you know we're, we're trained in school to just um, regurgitate whatever we're uh, we're told and not come up with our own perspectives towards things hmm. so in the initial days of creating content I'd often be looking at both right-wing and left-wing opinions about something and then evaluating and forming my own opinion so being if if you are someone who is struggling to figure out what your unique perspective is that might be something that could help where you just um try to read the different takes of different people in your industry about something and yeah formulate your own um perspective especially if you have experience in that industry mm -hmm. formulate your own perspective based on your experiences as to what you think is um you know the right way to think about this issue right Actually, that, that was a very interesting point that you brought up because, um, yeah, Asians do really be having it harder. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I personally have grown up that way as well. I didn't have much room to really um, explore my own, like, point of views. So I was, like, a lot of times I was just being told what to do. And only when I left, let's say, only when I left high school that I started forming my own, like, POVs. Okay, I have one interesting question for you. And this is for our Asian brothers and sisters who are looking to building a brand, but they haven't quite figured out their old POV yet. Um, I think I can relate to it somewhat because throughout my whole life, let's say until I was 18, my opinions were influenced by my family, my teachers, and the limited amount of information that I had at the time. And only after I left school and went into uni, I had tons of exposure. I started forming my own opinions. So I clearly have a disadvantage here. I think Asians are relatively a little more conservative compared to Westerners. So that's why we kind of shy away from sharing our opinions. Um, 
as openly as um, people in the U.S. do. That's why you can see a lot more people in the U.S. are big on like building their brands compared to Asians. So what are the steps that I should be taking in terms of building my own brand as an Asian who is conservative with my ideas and my opinions? Actually, I feel like um, building your brand and starting to create content online, that journey of just writing down the things that you think about itself is already enough to actually help you start building that unique perspective um, or that unique POV, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, for me, right, throughout the journey of creating content and writing, I started to realize what my thoughts are on different things just because I had to like structure my thoughts in a coherent way Mm -hmm. um, that could be, you know, communicated with someone else. And I was, lis- I was listening to a podcast about this recently where um, the way our brains work is not linear. Like we have loads of different th- thoughts all over the place mm-hmm. and um, in, you know, various clusters throughout our, throughout our brains. Um, but whenever we have to write something or whenever we have to actually, you know, create one piece of text, in this case, it could be a LinkedIn post or a, or a Twitter post or something like that, right? Whenever we have to create something, we have to string together perspectives from all over the place and create one cohesive piece. And once that's written out, then we can start to read it ourselves and know ourselves better as to what is our actual perspective around this. Mm. So the process, if you are someone who, you know, you're not sure if you have a perspective about things, um, starting to write and starting to, you know, actually produce like pieces of content could actually be a great way of figuring that out for you as well Um, because it's only when you start writing especially in argumentative you have to pick a side and like talk about something Um, that's when you realize what your perspectives really are and I'm not sure if you've experienced this but many times when I'm writing I suddenly realize that oh this is what I think about (laughs) like this is how I think about this (laughs) or like when I'm even when I'm talking like when I'm sharing with you um, and I have to string together different ideas, then I realize, oh, this is actually what I think about this this problem. But I do believe that the disadvantage that Asians used to have, I think the gap is much smaller now because we have tons of exposure because of internet and all of us have phones and access to so much of information that we are able to form our own opinions much faster and much more in depth. So... I do see a lot more people are getting comfortable on social media platforms and sharing your opinions. Actually, how do you know that you are on the right platform? Let's say you are creating content, but it's not doing very well, but it's not really the content's fault or that it's bad. It's just that you're on the wrong platform. Or it could be that. How long do you think that it would take for the algorithm to really determine um, the audience that would like to see my content, engage with my content. In order for the, so that, I mean, there are a number of ways that growth marketers use and like marketers use to increase the rate at which social media algorithms are able to pair you with the right group of followers. So for LinkedIn specifically, that could be things like connecting with your target audiences, people who likely would have a similar perspective and would appreciate your point of view. Um, if you are directly connecting with them, then you're increasing the rate of at which those people will be seeing your content, right? Um, so it's things like that. It's it's like various strategies of distribution to 
increase the speed at which algorithm can identify um yeah your target audience and where you are uh, where you're at and connect to you guys so um i would say that there's also some areas of like content optimization which you can do um but yeah and in order to like appeal to a general audience at first and then like go niche down further down in the content um so that still makes the content appeal to enough people but then the people who are particularly going to resonate with that content will read till the end and then eventually take actions mm. so there's there's a lot of those kinds of strategies which you can use as a growth marketer um or as someone who's like trying to scale their personal brand faster mm -hmm. um but ultimately the fundamental is still true you just need to produce good stuff um with your perspectives and eventually um those people will find you either artificially with your various initiatives or naturally with this with algorithm finding those people eventually i wanted to get your opinion on this because we have already seen how capable ai can be in terms of content generation so um what would be the impact on the state of content creation right now and the future because i think we are kind of dealing with quite a number of problems already yeah, so this, like, do you think AI can be beneficial in terms of developing your own point of view? Or is it going to do the opposite? And just basically amplify the effects of SEO, uh, which means more generic content and more search-optimized content, and not so much of unique point of views. I think AI can produce helpful content. Like, it can produce content that addresses pain points and, you know, you know meet the the needs of someone who's like looking for something but in terms of like you know b2b is quite wide but if we're talking like if we're talking specifically about personal branding um and like personal branding in b2b context so let's say you're building a brand and selling to be uh, like other businesses um yeah I, I feel like just producing generic chat gpt or like generative ai stuff isn't going to get as much traction um and, you know, you're not going to be seen as a leader in your space and stuff like that uh, just by producing that kind of generic stuff. So you need to be a bit more niche, you need to be a bit more targeted in your approach um, and have and, you know, really bring out your perspectives to, to stand out in the, in the crowd. I think ChatGPT and like the others, like a generative AI tool, they will be a helpful tool, especially in terms of idea generation in terms of like, if you don't know what to post, um, you would get some ideas as to what you write about. Um, and yes, there are probably going to be some people who are going to be trying to like post, uh, five times a day, uh, with chat GPT written posts. And you know, th that might get them a little bit of traction, but like, you know, ultimately, um, adding your own perspectives or sharing your own thoughts, um, or sharing, ideally adding your own experiences right that's what that's what really resonates with people and um communications is always like social media is just communications at scale and communications is always a human to human thing so it's all about um yeah you can leverage on these tools but it shouldn't be like you know it shouldn't be all you talk about like i mean the the output that you are you know what you're sharing um should have some level of your takes and your your point of views Oh yeah. So on that note, I think we can end the podcast here today. Ashwin, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah. So I think may maybe more of like takeaways. So for people who are 
you know, thank you so much for listening. Um, at this point, I think if you want to get started on building your own POV, here's a couple steps that you can take um, and, you know, actionables that you can make use of. So the first thing is really sit down with a pen and paper. Ask yourself th these four questions. Um, number one, what are a couple, like, what are some unique experiences that you've had um, in the last couple of years, which you feel like not everyone has experienced and, you know, it would make it, it, it would make some interesting stories. Number two, what are some of the perspectives that you have about um, things going on in society, about things going news, right? Try to write them down, write maybe three or four of them down. Number three, what kind of values do you have? Like what values do you believe in? And um, what makes you you essentially? So not everyone has the same set of values. Um, it's important for you to write down yours. And number four, when it comes to everything that you're doing here, right? You, you also do want to just make sure it's kind of like based on all your values, principles, like experiences, right? What are your goals on social media in terms of like, what do you want to share? What do you want to be known for? Right. And everything that we've talked about earlier, see what is relevant and what ties into these goals. And basically from there, you can start building up your brand strategy and your positioning and stuff like that, um, which will eventually establish your unique POV. And like we mentioned earlier in the, in the episode, if you are not sure what your POV is, a great way to figure it out is to just get started and start writing your first post. Because that process of just writing and figuring and like determining what your take is on a topic, that's going to help you really develop your uh, perspective and your POV. Yeah. I think the last point makes a lot of sense because humans are self-criticizing by nature. So... So as you go through the writing process, I think that you will also be criticizing your own ideas, your words, and the way you articulate it. So I think that itself can be very beneficial in terms of developing your own point of view over time, just writing down like your thoughts alone. So yeah, that's a good one. All so right. yeah, that's, that's about it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and staying all the way till the end. Um, wishing you a fantastic day ahead and catch you around at the next one. All right, see you guys in the next episode and goodbye. Bye-bye.